got a perfect uh i got a perfect one for you i think you know exactly what i'm going to do no i don't actually <laughs> you so don't just, okay we'll see if this makes the intro Yo, what's going on, guys? Nasher here, back again for your NHL 24 celebrity celebrity special guest. One of three people in the game. You got Pavel Barber, you got the Nasher, the Nasher, and always hockey. Nasher. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Two Geese Take Podcast. It is two of the guys, two of the fellas, as, well, Sin's internet is still absolutely borked uh, as it became early on in the recording of our uh, episode earlier on uh, this week. And yeah, it is still absolutely screwed for him, Uh, but at least they were kind enough to let him know. Uh, that they were doing uh, service work in the area to improve things. Meanwhile, of course, he is leaving for Finland very, very soon. So uh, we might not hear Sin on the podcast again for a little bit. But, um, you know, it's fine. He he loves uploading YouTube content. And then halfway through the upload, it dies. So he has to restart the upload. That's been happening to him all week. So you can oh, understand man. why he wouldn't want to try to record a podcast and then put his fist through a wall. But Endo's here with me, my favorite celebrity, yeah. Endurance M. Um, the one who did a bunch of work for them and has not been regarded. I called them out for all their atrocities with slurs and usernames. And what I get for it, not even my name on play-by-play. What is this? Mm. What is this? Mm. I mean, for for all I've done, you notice how in the latest roster update, Quentin Byfield has center left wing as a player type. You're welcome, but what do I get? I'm not I'm not even a coach in franchise mode. Full diaper. Oh, they fixed it. They put them in the game, but they didn't fix this, even though it's different departments. Full diaper. Uh, yeah, for anybody who missed the news, they as Endo said, they added in three. Uh, Three of the biggest content creators to uh, to EA NHL, but uh, in the form of in the form of hot cards, and uh, yeah, some people are very mad about it and upset about it, and uh, we typically call those people children, um, children, can, children, you know, ah, children. Ah, ah yes, there the you chel- go. The children of the corn, in honor it really of sucks. <laughs> in honor of American <laughs> Thanksgiving yesterday, um. Yeah, it's just one of those things, man. Like, I complain about the game as much as anybody, I feel like. Maybe not as much right. as anybody. Um, but I um, I, I can't see the reasoning behind this. Like, the fact of the matter is, too, like, people knew they, they got the scans in in August. You know, that yeah. was just the thing. Um, this, was, this was bound to be the direction that they were going. It is what it is. You can think it's stupid, but, again, the... the the people that scan in the mocap and do the face scans and stuff like that, that is literally a different building on the campus yeah. from the guys who are coding the game and doing all of that work and the ones who are in charge of updates. And sh- it's an entirely <laughs> different department. Um, yeah, not a lot so of people know be, about. To think of an analogy really quickly before you take over. Um, I'm trying to think of what that would be like. Just um, something that's entirely different. It would. I, okay. So let's say um, for the Canadians who listen to this podcast who live in the GTA, let's say you want to, you have a hair appointment at in Toronto, but you have a hockey game in Oakville. That's basically the equivalency of it. It's not the same distance, but to basically do one thing, it's an entirely separate thing. And I would say, because I've seen the campus online, but you've seen it in person, like, what, twice now? Yeah. Um, it is a giant university. It is the size of, like, mm. a university college campus. So if you have a class in one section of the campus grounds and you have a class in the other section of the campus grounds, they don't really communicate in a way. I mean, the buildings are next to one another. Like, you have to cross the street. But yeah. um, they might as well 
be that far apart just in terms of okay you got the communications going but again it's entirely different things but yeah, yeah. people getting mad about that it's like the idea of like well the bus line isn't working in the city so the cabs should have to wait until the buses are ready to go like it just doesn't just doesn't make sense like yes it's they're both transportation options under the same umbrella of transportation but yeah anyway celebrities nhl 24 Yay. Yeah. Uh, Endo. So so how are you? How was your Thursday? Because that's what yesterday was for you. Thursday. Yes. And today it is Black Friday. For everybody else. But for me, Mm. it's just Friday. No reason whatsoever. Uh, That's a new girl joke. I make that joke every fucking year. Um, Mm. I'm doing all right. I had a hockey game last night. Uh, one nothing shutout against hey. the top team. And now we're the top team. So I'm happy with that. Seven game win streak. Uh, we're having the Movember party for um, Glenn's fundraiser tomorrow. So I'm going to get shit face drunk, which is going to be fun. And this is the first outing with the team I've done ever, ever since I was started playing with them like last year. Um, when they when they found out that I was like uh, I was interested in going, they're like, hey, shit, you want to come out? I'm like, yeah, why the fuck not? Like, why haven't you invited me to any of these events whatsoever? Like, I don't even have my own jersey yet. Like, what's going on here? Mm. Am I on a PTO or or what? And I think because they had a shutout last game, they're like, yeah, you can come out or whatever. Ah. You had you had to. Earn yeah, your I'm way. good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, as some people may have noticed, uh, the background has changed. So That's the reason tradition. why. The reason why I'm changing things up is within a month, we have a guest coming over. Um, I think it's literally a month to the day. Polina's father is coming over the visit. So I got to meet the in-law and uh, we have a small space. So I got to rearrange certain things. So that way it's a livable, not livable, but that way it's comfortable. Uh, like move the couch over, move the TV. you got to set up the Christmas tree in the corner. Um, just a lot of rearranging. So that's why uh, things look a little, a little different, a little different uh, to say the least. How are you? How was your Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving. Exhausting. <laughs> uh, yeah, yesterday, yesterday was the past two days have been rough. Like it was <clears throat> all right. Let's let's not stream to try and um, you know let's not stream to try. And get a schedule on track for the holidays so I don't miss all of it. Because fun fact, probably six, seven years ago, uh, I slept through an entire Thanksgiving. I just I just slept through my alarms. I I missed dinner. I missed people being over. I slept through the whole damn thing, Uh, which is impressive, really. Uh, (laughs) So I try not to have that happen anymore. and then, yeah, you know, wake up. It's a great day. And then, as you joked on Twitter, uh, the food coma hit very, very hard last night. I fell asleep probably at like 7 p.m. and woke up at like 3 a.m. And it's like, oh, God, what do I do now? Uh, which the answer was stay up until 11 a.m. and then nap until 3 p.m. So, hey, um, I'm a mess <laughs> right now is the, the best way to talk about it, but and before we get to a, a lovely ad read, of course, our our warm up question for the show was, "What is the most underrated Thanksgiving dish?" Now I know for you, Thanksgiving was a month ago. I did not celebrate. Is- Actually, I I had a different Thanksgiving um, because uh, my place was still we were still moving in, even though it was like a month after. And we went to grab uh, the lovely place. I love to show it on Twitter. Giyubi, uh, Japanese, um, basically grill your own food. All you can taste um, that. That was my Thanksgiving. So that was good. That was a really good Thanksgiving. You know, just putting different cuts of meat, different like steak, uh, everything on there. That's that's a good Thanksgiving. But when it comes to traditional Thanksgiving, um. You said underrated. I would say yeah. pumpkin. I want to say pumpkin pie, but I guess because I wasn't really a big pumpkin pie person until I was like 16. Then I just started to devour pumpkin pie. Mm. Um, what do you think? Stuffing. Stuffing. 
Stuffing is a controversial one. I don't. I, I'm don't a big like... fan, but it is a controversial one. Yeah, I love it. Now, I'm not sure what my answer would have been a couple of years ago, but I know what my answer is now, and it uh, it's in the the controversial takes here. All right, because it's a vegetable dressed up to not be a vegetable. All right. We're talking Brussels sprouts. Dude, I've I will say I've never had Brussels sprouts. So, it's Brussels sprouts. However, it's not really Brussels sprouts because it's sprouts. Why you lie? But with bacon Roasted almonds. It's like this whole to-do thing that has uh, run in the wife's family for a while, I believe. And it is goddamn delicious. I was never a Brussels sprout person. But it is yet another thing that my wife has corrupted me on um, when it comes to food. I don't know. I don't know how she's done it, but she's she's turned me into like a coleslaw person, which I was never a fan of that. You don't like coleslaw? I used to not. I love it now. Okay. Okay. All right. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I'm, I'm just fighting words right there. I'll fucking fly down the main and I don't know. I'll just say hi and I'll just turn back around. Um, Fair. Yeah. You said, but that doesn't really, it's not really Brussels sprouts though. Like, I mean, if you just combine the, other shit in it's there. It's the basis of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's. You know, well, that's the thing, though. Like, is it really turkey if you have to have gravy with it? Who the hell's just who the hell's just putting a fork to a plain piece of turkey on Thanksgiving? You know, I mean, you can make like, that argument we, for any food. We we season the fuck out of our turkey when my when I went to my uncle's place to get their stuff done. So I don't know what kind of bland ass fucking <laughs> salt and pepper, paprika fucking turkey you have over there. I'm a big fan of paprika. How the hell did you even start to pronounce that? Pa- paprika? paprika? I know it's yeah. paprika, but you start... Pa- paprika? Pa- 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 oh, God. Anyway, uh, get used to this, by the way, everybody. Uh, this is, again, what the show is very much like um, when, when Dad's away, when Sin's yeah. not here. This is how things go. So. That's, you should have you known by now. Like we brought sin on because too, because like this show goes out of the rails, off the rails way too much. Like, come on, it's true. Now we're in the festive holiday season, and it's going to be nothing but that, featuring two tired individuals ranting and rambling about Thanksgiving foods and the. Well, I mean, you mentioned the 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 events of the day, and today, of course, is Black Friday as we're recording this, which means there's no better time to mention. This show was brought to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped.com, the proud sponsor of the Tukey's Take podcast. Their Black Friday sale currently going on 25% off the entire order and free shipping, which, hey, you can also get any time of year with code Tukey, T-O-U-G-I-E. So regardless, right now, you're getting a great deal from our friends at Manscaped. Just in time for the holiday season. We're telling you, it's you could do a heck of a lot worse this holiday season in terms of yeah. gift giving. Uh, you know, should you not go with the likes of well, all the lovely top-notch products, of course, our friends at Manscaped happen to provide. Go to T-O-U-G-I-E, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. So here's the best part about that. Um, online, Black Friday, I mentioned this beforehand, you didn't have to fight people um, to get a prize, you know, you don't have to give some of the people's elbow over a rice cooker that you're going to return like in three months. It's all online. They got Black Friday coming up. You missed Black Friday. They got sales going on for the whole entire weekend. Cyber Monday. There could be something as well there, too. So definitely check out the manscaped.com. Use the promo code T-O-U-G-I-E. We will shove it down your throats because we want money. Commission. Moolah. Dollarinos. It's not why we do this. It, it isn't because honestly, I wish I could pay a little bit more. But at the same time, <laughs> manscaped.com forward slash Tugi. <sighs> do it. 
Do it now. Do it. Do it now. Come here, I'm here. Well, Elon, you son of a bitch. Have you watched? Not, not that you know. Inherently, go all the way. I was gonna say, have you watched your first Christmas movie of the year yet? Um, no. No. Um, when does that start for you? So I have an annual tradition. Well, that I started a lot younger, where it's we watch a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. You know, with Ralph and the BB gun. The, mm-hmm. Shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah. So we watch that every fucking year. Mm-hmm. And I met one person who also did that exact same thing. It was fucking hilarious. Like, I met, it's like, oh, what do you have any things you have for Christmas? Like, yeah, I watch the Christmas story. And he's like, shut the fuck up. I watch Christmas story all the time, just like every year. And like, we bonded over that. It was fucking great. Um, Polina doesn't want to watch it every year, so I don't blame her. I'll watch it by myself and just, you know, just laugh at the same jokes over and over again <laughs> with his brother just not being able to put his arms down. So Can't for me, put my arms down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I end up uh, seeing that movie at least once, sometimes twice. That's one of the movies on fucking TV. I think on TBS or whatever they do like yeah. a twenty-four hour marathon of that movie. And it's like who. Who is like me? You apparently, That's yeah. Me. <laughs> me and me and uh me and Michael, <laughs> the brother person who um <laughs> who, who who did the tradition. So, so fun fact: I have watched my first Christmas movie. I watched it this morning. The oh, greatest boy. Christmas movie of all time. As we put up our Christmas tree, because the wife's that person. Up oh, Thanksgiving's over. Bam, tree's going up. Okay, I had a brain fart for a second. I was like, this morning, don't you have a job? And I went, wait, you're a content creator. I was like, oh, (laughs) fuck, great. My bad. (laughs) You're unemployed. Gotcha. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The best kind of unemployed. Thank you. Uh Goodness. Um, The best Christmas movie. Any guesses? Die Hard? <laughs> Not Die Hard. <laughs> jingle All the Way? Not Jingle All the Way either. Elf? Shout out to Christmas Vacation. Oh, okay. The best Christmas movie. This is not a debate. This is not a discussion. It is the classic of all classics. And uh, I think this is now the third year in a row. It's become a tradition for us. I don't know how. I think it's the third year in a row we watch this movie and put up our tree. So uh, I am perfectly fine with this being uh, a tradition in my household. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're feeling festive. We're feeling the holiday spirits, which brings me to our first hockey topic of the day, Mr. Endo Mills. And that is the mythical vaunted topic of Thanksgiving, American oh, okay. Thanksgiving as the cutoff for, you know, if you're probably out of a playoff spot on Thanksgiving, you're probably not going to make the playoffs. Now, obviously, things happen. St. Louis Blues four years ago were dead last. They end up winning the cup. Yada, yada. We all know that story. The Bruins lost. Brad Marchand cried. And we all had a Merry Christmas. I wanted to go over some of the standings right now. Just to kind of talk about what teams are far back enough that, hey, maybe just maybe they are kind of screwed. And I want to start in the Atlantic. Right now, the Atlantic Division led by Boston on 31 points. They did uh, lose today to Detroit. Detroit, just for some reason, has the Bruins number. It's kind of crazy. You have the Florida Panthers in second, the Toronto Maple Leafs in third. But the media will tell you otherwise. The media will tell you they're in last. Well, they did lose to Chicago today. What what do you expect? You put Revo in the lineup. He got a goal. He scored. Yeah, I fuck. I fucking ate my, ate my own hat with that one because I'm like Ryan Reeves is gonna. Mur- I my, I put a tweet out. Ryan Reeves is gonna murder Connor Bedard. And it's gonna be absolutely hilarious when none of this actually happens and Revo's just another defensive liability with a one-dimensional game that doesn't fit with the current lineup. I think about a half hour after I tweeted that, I reply: Ryan Reeves is on the board. Hmm. 
and they still lost. And I don't want to look at his fucking analytics. It's probably another defensive liability game. So, uh, you know, that's a that's a good question. Actually, I I'm intrigued now that you mentioned that. What well, the uh, okay. what the impact happened to be for Ryan Reeves? Uh, and he he was he was middle of the pack. Really, he had, he had a good game. He had a good game. I need to see this for myself. Please. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good enough for them to win or anything. But, you know, he was middle of the pack. He was all right. So fair fair play, Ryan Reeves for his best game of the season. Wasn't that difficult to accomplish, but congratulations to Ryan Reeves. Anyway, back to the Atlantic. Wow, Detroit, top six suck today. Jesus Christ. Anyways, yeah, go on. Detroit, yeah. Tampa, they're all still very much in the mix. Then you have Ottawa, who's only played 15 games, by the way, which is kind of weird. Um, they're over 500 right now. I wouldn't say they're totally like in that conversation of, oh, there's no way. But the bottom two teams in the Atlantic... Montreal, where, yeah, they're not making the playoffs. That's just it's just not happening. It wasn't really the expectation for this season. The injury to Kirby, Doc, it's just not going to happen. But then there's Buffalo. Under 500, a team that a lot of people are like, you know what? This is, this is the year. They're going to push them, Detroit, Ottawa. They're going to push for a playoff spot. And it has not happened for the Sabres. Uh, despite Will Benson scoring the between the legs goal and everything like that, uh, the highlights have been few and far between for them. Endurance M. Do the Buffalo Sabres battle back and make the playoffs, or is it eh, just not going to happen this year? Look for the future. I think uh, I think they'll be able to ba- bounce back. And with the rumors of, oh, they're going to possibly acquire Patrick Kane after for a little bit. Because right now it's, the, it's still like the Kane sweepstakes because you don't know where he's going to land. Even Toronto's like, oh, we might get Patrick Kane. Like, we don't we don't need Patrick Kane. We need defense. Like, Klingberg just won an LTIR. And that's controversial in itself. And I brought the uh, controversial statement popcorn. So <laughs> we should be good with that. Um, I think Buffalo... Could do it. I think Buffalo can qualify this year. <clears throat> they were close last year. Mm-hmm. Like they, they heated close. up a little bit near the end. Uh, they had a couple more games they could have won in the beginning. They probably would have made it. But um, sometimes uh, it just doesn't work in your favor. I think it's going to be an interesting. I think it's going to be a very interesting wild card race in the Eastern Conference. In the Western Conference, I don't think so. Fair enough. I will say you you mentioned the Leafs and you broke out the the controversial opinion popcorn. We can talk yeah. about this now. Thank you. I, I was waiting. I was hurrying for that. I, I want that so bad. John Klingberg has been placed on LTIR. Robida uh, Island. More than likely. I mean, it, it wasn't confirmed that he was done for the season. As far as I know, um, but hip issues that could see him out for the rest of the year. We shall see. Um, the biggest question I would say in regards to John Klingberg is, um, does he murder his former agent? Because when he left the Dallas Stars... There was the word out there that he was getting some decent contract offers, but not quite uh, what they were hoping to get. So he held out, ends up signing a one-year deal with the Ducks worth $7 million, gets the deal this year, and is now on LTIR due to a hip injury. Um, that agent fumbled the bag, to say the absolute least, but... You know, from a John Klingberg perspective, it's like, oh, okay, you, you feel kind of bad, right? Like, the guy's been a punching bag this season so far. Um, and to have, you know, to have so many people just being like, you, you're the reason for this has to suck. I mean, it can come with the territory. From a Leafs perspective, though, a lot of people are, are big mad. The Leafs abusing LTIR. Again, how 
dare they, Endo? How dare they? I will say this. One of the most ridiculous takes I've seen. And <clears throat> excuse me, I threw my third still foggy from when I was sick. Um, one of the worst takes I've ever seen in my life was a guy with 186 followers. It's always a guy with like 150 or less followers. Mm. Dude says um, about John Klingberg being on LTR. Only Toronto is allowed to do that kind of crappy stuff. Murray and now this. I mean, come on. First of all, Matt Murray was under scrutiny. Well, the whole situation of putting them on LTR was under scrutiny because he was looking to come back in the playoffs because he was looking to get ready and everything because they didn't want to didn't know who we were gonna excuse me they didn't know who we were gonna put in and then they gave the position to Joseph Wall because Samson also got hurt right that whole thing was was a crazy situation because they called up Chalgren as well to, as a backup in case something happened like if you have to call up your first string your basically your fourth string goalie for the playoffs it's not a, oh, we're trying to get around a cap situation. It's we have guys who literally cannot play. And Matt Murray and what little ice time we saw during the playoffs and during training and everything, he did not look good. No. He looked like he was like getting back in there, getting back on the ice. Like, you know, when you don't play hockey for like six, seven months or four months or five months, you're, you're going to have some growing pains, one, and two, you're not going to be the same, especially coming off of an injury. And then there was scrutiny about him, you know, coming, doing surgery on his injury in the regular season versus doing it in the offseason. Like, if his injury is that bad, I'm, I wouldn't have been surprised if a doctor literally told him, like, hey, yeah, we can get this done during, what, during, like, September or whatever, so you can actually enjoy your summer with your family instead of having to, like, you know, be injured and bedridden for two, three months because that's terrible for your psyche. That's absolutely terrible. As someone who's like, you know, broken their wrist and had to, you know, couldn't play a fucking sport. Like, I think I was a one week away from getting my cast off on my wrist when I was like 12. And I had to like ask him like, hey, like there's the soccer tournament. Let me play and everything It's like, all right, fine, I'll make an exception, whatever. Go out there. But like if you're like bedridden for two, three months, that's terrible for your mental for your mentals. Mm. At least now, like he can do stuff in the, with the family in the summer and then spring let's fall comes around and get this surgery so you can rehabilitate yourself there there's no caps for convention all these teams are also abusing the ltir system it's not just toronto it's not vegas and it's not tampa bay those are the three teams that have used it extensively i believe mm-hmm. the vancouver canucks just put what tanner pearson on ltir they put a uh-huh. player on ltir like earlier this like today and no one said a fucking word about it because it's not Toronto. It's not, it's not Vegas. And it's not um, Tampa Bay. Also, speaking of LTR, um, Vazzy's back. That's another thing, too. Like, P.S. You know, Suter. Hmm? P.S. Suter. Oh, P.S. Suter. He's on LTIR. Um, sure is. And the take this person had to get back on track here is, quote, Nobody believes that crap. In Toronto, if you play badly, you end up on LCIR. Muzzin, Murray, Klingberg, come on, the pattern is clear. Edmonton would love to have that type of luxury at the moment. And then he says, Ryan Reeves is next. Bad numbers. First of all, the NHLPA would have a piss, would have a fucking hissy fit if teams were illegally putting players on LCIR without any sort of claim whatsoever. To put a player on LTIR, you have to have an extensive work and research done by not only your doctors, but the NHL themselves. And I believe the NHLPA also gets involved. Because believe it or not, if you're a professional athlete getting paid millions of dollars, you don't want to sit on your ass. You want to be a part of that team that builds you up to the cup. There are hundreds, I will say, there are hundreds of guys in the NHL who play the entire year broken as shit. Hmm. Massive ligament issues, everything like that. Guys playing with like MCLs are fractured like that. Connor McDavid is still playing hurt. You cannot tell me that Connor McDavid's not playing hurt right now. Right. He wasn't supposed to be back for the Winter Classic or the Heritage Classic, whatever the fuck it was. He came back like a lot earlier than expected. 
because there was like no draw and he wanted to be out there and enjoy it because those games are obviously probably a blast to play and if you're a player i just don't understand this notion that you know toronto wants to shove guys in ltar because they just want to manage the cap space the only time i could see an exception was maybe like joffrey lupel and <clears throat> maybe stefan robida but maybe those guys had lingering issues that really prevented, prevented them from playing I know one of the two had a special seat in the locker room with extra padding because sitting down was just so was so not comfortable for them. And to go back to each of these three players this person mentions, Muzzin, Jake Muzzin was injured in a freak accident. Matt Murray has lingering issues when he was playing not only just in Toronto, but Ottawa and also in Pittsburgh as well. And John Klingberg had multiple surgeries that have also for his hips that are clearly not working. Hence, he's getting shut down. It's not because they literally don't want to deal with it, these players. It's because they literally cannot play or play at a at a satisfaction at a satis <clears throat> at a satisfactory level. Excuse me. And I think people just target the Leafs because they're a big target team, and they're literally in everyone's mouths because they're. Believe it or not, one of the biggest draws in professional sports, not even just hockey. People know the Leaves. They hear something about the Leaves, like now they think of LTIR. Or it was, you know, lose us in 67, but now it's being LTIR cap whales. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, too, I, I just, I, n I never understood the, I guess, the hate over it, where it's like, oh, but it's cheating like it's it's not <laughs> it's uh, it's literally within the rules and then people are saying i saw someone say the weirdest another take is you know this is how it is they said if john Klingberg goes on ltir they're going to be raising ticket prices at scotia bank arena my brother in christ maple leaf sports are maple leaf sports entertainment manages not only the toronto maple leafs they manage the Raptors, they manage Toronto FC, they manage the Marlies, and they manage the Toronto Rock. I believe I'm missing a sports team in there whatsoever. They miss the Argo Argos as well. I think I might have said that. But they manage like five to six major sports teams. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know how much Grady Dick, a rookie NBA player, is making right this year? $4.5 million. There is no salary cap in the NBA. So for the for these NHL players who are making $5 million, $6 million going LTIR, that's not the reason why they're raising prices. They're raising prices because they can't. Again, MLSC is sports entertainment. They are an entertainment industry first, but foremost of everything else. They are not selling you the sport. They're selling you a product. I realized this once I started going to all these events like Raptors Night and... Um, what was it the 2K Uprising event? Like they run their stuff like a like a like a broadcast every single time, mm. and that's what it is. They're selling you a product, not a product, but an event that you can go to. And I think until people realize that they're being sold some sort of like, think of like Vegas is like you know game and a show with the pre-show and everything. Think of that, but just like business suits and everything. One of my buddies on my team, uh, Whitey, uh, Zach, he, yeah, and his, his last name is White. We call him Whitey because, you know, hockey terms, everything like that. Yeah. His his buddy's dad is a, has a platinum seats. So he went down there and everything just like just a chill with the game and leave score. He goes nuts. Everyone else around him is looking at him like all weird because it suits. You're 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 sold this idea that Leafs Nation is you know about the fans and everything, but it's more about the corporate guys and how much money they can get from them. For example, on the Thursday of that uh, Raptors uh, the Bell Gaming Night, there was an event, uh, the Raptors Social. To attend that Raptors Social event, it was five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars to just go chill at a kind of like a like a concert venue. With a bunch of stuff set up for PS5s and all that too. It was it was a cool event, like on the lake and everything, over on um not Center Island, but like Ontario Place area. Beautiful event and everything. But starting tickets are five hundred dollars. And upwards in the echelon, you get like a booth, you get the meet players, guaranteed photo, whatever, bunch of meals and all that stuff like that. Like MLSC itself is just 
it's a business. They're there, they're there to make money out of any of them. I think the most ridiculous. That's why if I'm going to go to a MLC product, go, go watch the Marlies. Get that $40 ticket and go what, sit on the glass. $40. Crazy. So the John Klingberg thing, um, just the kind of final thoughts on it. Like I don't think there's anything nefarious to it. I, it's genuinely... At the same time, like, what is it? Is it bravado to be like, yes, we're going to fuck ourselves over cap wise this badly just to use LTIR when it goes poorly to get people to be mad? Like, it just it doesn't make sense. And as it is. You know, there were complaints when Tampa was going on their run in regards to winning the cup and stuff like that and using LTIR, the rules didn't change until the rules change. It is what it is. Like there's just no other way to go about it. Like you're not breaking any rules. Like, Oh, it's, (laughs) is this another one of the, the lovely unwritten rules of the NHL that we hear about so often? It's just, I don't know. It's, It's just a thing for people to, kind of fake outrage about in my opinion whereas there are other topics we're about to cover shortly where people are like oh fake outrage no this is the fake outrage of hockey to be like yes the oh LTIR is being abused um yeah, anyway. all these players all those players in LTIR they're insured too so they're gonna they're getting their money and it shouldn't cost anybody else anything yeah but the yeah. Leafs get to get to cheat endo they don't they don't have to stew in their terrible decision making they got a you know get out of jail free card and now they're going to use that four million dollars to acquire tim you know tim yeah tim or whatever tim other great players gonna god yeah well i mean he's got enough time on his hands yeah he might as well be a leaf yeah um twitter beef with well fucking Mark i don't Spector. even want to talk about it or him oh he's, my god he's a waste of time he is a waste of time. years. Oh. He is not relevant enough to discuss on this show beyond you mentioning him in the first place. I Why digress. Are you so pissy? Digress, Jones, <laughs> over here. Um, you mentioned Tampa as well, getting Andre Vasilevsky back, which is a big part of the reason as to why I'm like, yeah, no, they're they're gonna be fine. Right. Huge. It's just it's Buffalo and Montreal. Montreal's definitely out of it. Buffalo and those things that can bounce back in. I I don't. I don't think they're quite there yet, especially the Tage Thompson injury. Good luck with that. Mm, quickly, one quick, before we talk about the big ticket issue. I think we talked about this last week, but teams switching up the narrative. If your team is supposed to be good, stick to being good. The Ottawa Senators, what the fuck? Teams like, oh, we're supposed to be great this year. Everything's going to be great. Oh, no, no. Bad start. Okay, we're, let's rewrite the whole ship. We were supposed to be bad. We're supposed to keep rebuilding. You know, Celebrini's coming up in the draft. We can grab him, whatever. It's fine. No, stick stick to it. If you're going to be a bad team, be a bad Be a bad team. If you're going to be a good team, be a good team. My mic just dropped. I tried to tighten it, but I ended up losing it. Ready, tighty, lefty, Lucy. And just, 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 keep, just keep to the narrative that you're going to start with the beginning of the season. Don't, don't try and rewrite things. What are you? The Columbus Blue Jackets, that's who you are. The worst Man. team. We talked about that earlier in the week. Um, they are the worst team in the Metro. They won today their Black Friday game, but they okay. are they are just not going to be able to come back at this stage. They're at a 350 win percentage on the season. At that rate, I, five wins in 20 games. They're not making the playoffs. Every other team in the Metro is at at least 500. So I don't think you can rule out anybody else necessarily. But yeah, the Blue Jackets for me are the uh, the poster boys of the... Again, we talked about it. The, no, we weren't... We were supposed to be better, but we weren't supposed to be good. No, people were calling for playoffs for the Blue Jackets. Um, it's been a disastrous season for them so far. Um, call it karma. I certainly do. Um, this this is what you get. You, you put your desperation moves into hiring a coach who didn't even coach a, a preseason game. So karma comes home to roost with the Columbus Blue Jackets. But again, I think that's really the only team in the Metro that's kind of worth talking about. Um, when it comes to like, oh, outside the playoffs, you know, are they going to be able to battle back? The West, 
bit of a different story, at least within the central. Um, you have the top four teams, Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg, and St. Louis, all over 500. From there, though, it is Arizona, Nashville, Minnesota, and Chicago. Um, Arizona's only a little bit under 500, so I don't think you could necessarily count them out for being able to push for a playoff spot, although you know they're probably not favored to do so. Uh, Nashville's in kind of a similar spot, but at the same time, the changes they made to their roster this year, I think odds were against them. Minnesota, five wins in 17 games. Another team, quietly kind of bad, especially for a team where it's like, okay, we we got to make something happen here because, oh boy, the dead cap of Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, it's, it's already bad. And yes, it is. Again, $14 million this year and next against the cap, almost 15 Um with Kirill Kaprizov under contract for just two more years after this. I mean, you kind of don't want to waste a little window that you've built up. They've been terrible. Um, maybe not terrible, but they've been underperforming. And then there's Chicago, who in no way, shape, or form are going to make the playoffs this year. They did beat the Leafs today, uh, but they also lost Taylor Hall for the rest of the season after undergoing knee surgery, which absolutely oh, sucks for Taylor Hall. LTIR, Taylor Hall. Mm. Cares about that. I mean, that that's that's something different. That's guy getting actual goddamn surgery. Oh wait, yeah, I thought so. S- same shit. When it's Toronto, when it's a big top three teams that kind of you know started the whole thing about CIR and trying to manage the the cap, everyone complains. I hope Taylor Hall is okay and his surgery goes well because that shit does not is not fun. I feel bad for that guy because either he gets traded finally gets on a run, and then just gets hurt. He's had one of the more kind of like awkward and bizarre career trajectories for a a former first overall pick. It's been been rough sailing a lot of the times for Taylor Hall. Um, The only other division to mention for this whole like Thanksgiving, you know, deadline conversation, you have the Pacific. Anaheim's under 500. Who knows? I mean, they've been good. They've been bad at times this season. Calgary, not that far under 500, but I think most people would be surprised if the Flames were to make the playoffs. Uh, There's the Sharks, who are going to finish dead last in the league this year. And then Edmonton. The Oilers are not making the playoffs this year. That is kind of this whole conversation now at this stage as well. Can Edmonton break the whole deal with uh, the Thanksgiving Day deadline curse, so on and so forth? I can't imagine that they would. They're just so damn streaky. Like they started off this month losing four in a row. Then they won three in a row. Then they lose three in a row. And then last night or uh, not last night uh, today, they beat Washington five. Nothing. They just don't have the consistency that you need at this stage and heading into uh, the month of December. They don't exactly have the easiest schedule either. Carolina, both Florida teams, uh, Islanders, Devils, Rangers. They play the Ducks and the Kings. Like It's not a super easy schedule throughout the rest of the year for the Oilers. Um, I I just I do not see them making the playoffs. I just don't think it's going to happen at this stage. So we'll see, though, if the Thanksgiving curse. Uh, is is still real. In fact, it might be. It might not be, but it might be. Two other things to talk about, Endo, for today. We'll go to a somewhat smaller topic first. The Winter Classic jerseys have fully been revealed, right? What are your thoughts now that we've seen the full gear set for these two teams, what are your thoughts on the Winter Classic uniforms, Vegas and Seattle? Oh, fuck those jerseys. God. <laughs> fuck those jerseys. Terrible. No, Seattle one's good. I like the Seattle one. So the Vegas ones, I, I kind of thought this would be the case. Um, 
just the jerseys themselves kind of meh but once you see the full set i think it looks better uh the gray pants the gray helmets um i agree it's still a little bit you know it's a little bit too basic especially on the top half um seattle the the red logo the red font has been divisive to say the least but i i think they're they're fine i think they're both fine this isn't the worst jersey set for um an outdoor game that the nhl has had uh not not even close in my opinion like there have been some interesting combinations for jerseys in the past when it comes to winter classics and outdoor games um, especially in the mid 2010s that I think we're just kind of like, Oh, okay. These are, these are kind of mid, aren't they? And they were, um, but Hey, Jersey discourse is fun to talk about, but I don't have too much to add with these just because, yeah, I, I think again, they're, they're not the best. They're not the worst. They're fine. Yeah. They're fine. I will say again, if you have to make up history for a Jersey that, that, if you have to invent a story that makes the a prop a somewhat co- cohesive reasoning as to why these jerseys are this way, like Vegas doesn't have any hockey history past like the past the eighties, you know, with the the former the formerly e- ECHL, I think it was the IHL, with the Wranglers and all that. So. For them to go back and like, oh, we'll, we'll make a fake jersey based on what it could have looked like if they had hockey history. Like, it doesn't really sit well with me. Mm. Like, it's like I said before, if this was a stadium series, this the jerseys would be absolutely insane. There's so many things you can do with a Golden Knight concept in a stadium series. And same thing you do with a, with a Kraken. If they were to get a stadium series game, Vegas and let's say Ottawa, do you know how cool that would be? You run that shit in the LA Coliseum, wherever it's called, Mm. and you make it all gladiator based. It would be sick. That would be an absolute crazy thing to design. And then you could do something where like it's not only just stitched on there, but like it's sublimated with there as well. Like my, my graphic design brain goes crazy thinking that'd be a way better idea than to only use, you know, Vegas's Knights aesthetic and a team like Ottawa with the Sanders aesthetic with like Knights and everything. Like, come on. I I just I just don't like I just don't like how to make a fake history for it. And then some weird like Vegas guy was like, you know, like, oh, you're mad that, you know, uh, a, a brand new franchise got their chance to do uh, a winter classic. And like every other year, Toronto is in a winter classic or a stadium series. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't care, man. Personally, <laughs> I have no dog in the fight. I just think they should, you know, do something a little bit more creative with it instead of just you know, slapping on an agreement that they had when they gave them a franchise that within the first 10 years or so, they're going to have a winter classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest, it's, it's one of those things that I don't really have the energy for like that particular yeah. conversation about like, ah, yes, Jersey, Jersey conversations, right? Like I don't have the energy for that. What I do have the energy for is maybe the big topic of the day because it's another opportunity to talk about just how bad the NHL sucks. From Michael Russo, who covers the Minnesota Wild for The Athletic. As part of Native American Heritage Night and to honor his wife, who was native, Marc-Andre Fleury had a custom-designed mask created by Cole Redhorse Taylor. The mask quotes his dad on the back and has the name of his kids. However, he has been informed by the NHL that he cannot wear the mask, not even in warmups. Russo adds, nevertheless, Flurry autographed the mask and it'll be up for bid as a part of the annual Minnesota Wild Prairie Island Indian Community Native American Heritage Auction. <gasps> they need to find an abbreviation for that. Uh, as well as specifically designed and autographed jerseys. Alan Walsh, 
who is a name that is out there all the time, I would say. And, um, you know, sometimes people like to hear what Alan says. Other times they don't. I appreciate the the transparency that he provides, right? At the very least, because so often player agents, whatever, unless it's like Scott Boris in baseball, they're just kind of the the mythical, magical behind the scenes kind of kind of deal there, right? Yeah. But Alan Walsh, who leads uh, or is pretty much the head agent of Octagon Hockey and uh, who has over 100 NHL clients, including Marc-Andre Fleury, added yep. this on Twitter. Noted Alan Walsh, noted Alan Walsh client is an, is a meme, and he sells merch of that, like a hat, a T-shirt, and all that. Because there's so many people, it's great. Mark Andre Fleury indicated he was planning planning to wear the mask anyway and pay the fine. The NHL then threatened the Wild organization with an additional significant fine, and as such, Fleury will not be wearing the mask. I've said it on Twitter. Congratulations to Ivan Provorov, James Reimer, two of the stalls, and a couple of other guys for adding yet another little note to their legacy. It was it was one thing, of course, you know, hey, what was it last week? Logan Thompson of the Vegas Golden Knights wanted to have a cancer awareness ribbon on his mask and was told no. And now you have this. And why do we have this? It's because the rules changed this offseason. And it's funny. Mike Gould on Twitter put this out. If you're not allowed to wear equipment with Native American imagery on it that was actually designed by a member of the community in question, what does that say about the NHL that it continues to permit Chicago to use the logo that wasn't? And in his replies, oh. a lot of people are going, well, uh, it's not because of the imagery, it's because of the rules. And of course, the response to that is, well, what rule? And it's, oh, the, you know, the ones they added this offseason. Oh, the ones they added this off. Why did they add the ones that they added this offseason? You see where this is going. You see what the root cause is. The only defense that these people have for this whole rule is, well, it wouldn't have happened if people would have just let Ivan Provorov and the likes uh, just, ma- just make their personal decisions. The worst thing that happened to those guys was that people on the internet said, oh, you're kind of a fucking idiot, aren't you? That's the worst thing that happened. That's something that happens to a content creator of my size on a daily basis. If I say anything, positive, negative, or otherwise. If you have a public platform, someone's going to call you a fucking idiot on a daily basis for something. That was the worst thing that happened to them. They were not fined. They did not miss game time. Just people called them a fucking idiot on, on social media. That was it. That was it. It was, yeah, you're allowed to make your decision, but you're a fucking idiot. And as we discussed, the NHL who hates having their names out there consistently in these negative headlines, decided, all right, let's just avoid the headache of this being brought up all the time of players sitting out, and that way our name's not out there. It'll be out there once for banning it, and we look like assholes, but it's fine. But they had the oversight of, you're still going to have situations like this, where Logan Thompson, Marc-Andre Fleury, they want to use imagery that wasn't, deemed as a problem last year, but is now under this new sweeping rule technically a problem. So the NHL still looks like shit. They can't help themselves. And it's all because you you had to protect that handful of players who would look like assholes for sitting out. At the same time, Ivan Provorov's jersey sales spiked earlier in the year. It's not as if he was, oh, he's all alone. Like, no, there were people who rallied behind this fucking guy. It's just another example of the NHL looking so goddamn backwards as to where you have to tell someone you cannot wear a mask for Native Heritage Night designed by a Native 
to honor your wife, who is native, because we changed the rule. Because in this country, and Canada too, but I feel like it's even more of a hot button topic in the U.S. Because people are out of their fucking minds, is the only way to put it. Let's be honest, that's what it is. People are out of their goddamn minds. Because of these psychotic people. No. We need to we need to defend these people. And now Marc Andre Fleury. Fuck that guy, am I right? High five, Gary. I just <laughs> dap him up. Job well done, Gary. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it this this whole thing is open a can of worms. I fucking wished. That Mark Andre Fleury just wore it mm-hmm. entire way through. Call him out, just like Travis Dermott did. Ballsy, uh, especially if if Fleury did a like a, a a league veteran, one of the most beloved goalies probably in the modern era. Mm. If he did it, they're like again, they're backed into a corner. There's not much. That they can do in a press in the press like set away like it's crazy. I I said this whole situation wasn't gonna go away. You know when they first announced the changes and stuff like that, or when it first happened, I said, "Hey, this has opened up a whole can of worms that we are going to continue to see the ripple effects of as we continue on." And a lot of people are like, no, it's just it'll be in and out of the news story. I remember a lot of the responses that we got when we first covered the whole Provorov sitting out story earlier this year. Um, I told people, like, this isn't going to go away. Like, you're going to continue to see this pop up. And this is a part of that. Again, Logan Thompson not being able to have the custom mask. Marc-Andre Fleury. They would have been able to last year. What happened in the last year that changed things? Piss babies being piss babies who couldn't show other humans decency for 15 fucking minutes. And now you get someone like Marc-Andre Fleury being denied the chance on Native American Heritage Night to honor people of Native American heritage. Not even in the warm-ups, too. Like, yeah, not even in the warm-ups. That's the crazy thing about All it. that's been banned. Hold on a second. Give me one second. Pride jerseys, the military warm-up jerseys, all of that stuff. It's, let's get rid of all of it so that nobody looks like a dickhead when Pride Night comes up and they say, oh, I don't want to wear this. Well, sorry, Eric, you already fucking wore one in Montreal and then lied about it. Of course you did. I got caught in a lie. Yeah. Um, Sergei Bobrovsky wore, wore a pink mask hmm. for the past like recent games. I believe that was for breast cancer. So that's fine. Hmm. But the minute that someone wants to celebrate not only a heritage that has been, you know, historically tied to the Blackhawks, whether good or bad, and, you know, they've done outreach and stuff like that with them, or even just don't honor his fucking life partner, his wife, um, and, you know, the ethnicity of his kids, I believe he has. I believe he has his children as well. Mm. He can't do it. He can't acknowledge that. Um, I know people were, people were kind of taking the side of you know this is a this is like because of a commu- a small minority of a community that was outraged by this. It's like no, I, I I personally believe that you know you should be able to have the right to freely express yourself. If you don't want to wear the fucking jersey. Sure, people will think people may think less of you, but at the same time, you have the right to choose. I believe mm-hmm. the NHLPA should have stood up more about this and been behind the idea that players should be able to wear whatever they feel like if it's not wear whatever they feel like as long as it is not destructive to another group or identity, as in hate speech and stuff like that. Mm. I don't like the idea that you know players are being silenced, especially in the situation with uh, Mark andre where he can't even wear you know something to support his family realistically his his family and other people who identify as those things horse shit 
terrible call by the NHL to keep this up. And I think they've done an even worse job by kind of just saying, oh, you can't wear it, than letting him wear it than finding him. Because if you find the guy, that's one thing. But if you're like, don't wear it or else there's going to be consequences, that's even worse. Because now we don't know what the consequences were going to be. It could be something as small as a money fine or something as big as, oh, you're fine. Like you can't play like a game or something like that. Or like the next scheduled start you can't show up for. And now, is there anything that we uh, we missed talking about today? Because I feel like our thoughts are out there pretty well in regards to this particular subject. And don't worry, more things will keep popping up. That's just how it works. Uh, no PWHL update today. Um, other than the fact that their jerseys still suck. And there still hasn't been an announcement for anything about the league except for where we're at right now. So that's your update for the PWHL. I'll be watching this like a hawk because the league has not many press releases. Yay. Also, yeah. Nasher. Get your Nasher. Get your Zach Bell. Is it Zach Bell? That's a fucking anime. Is this man named the fucking... Is this man named after a fucking anime? Hold on a second. (laughs) He might be. Who's to say? Zach Bell. Okay. If you put an H on there... Zach Bell is a fucking anime. And then Pavel Barber. Uh, funny thing about this, the, the Pavel Barber jersey, the whole idea of that was, I want to say it was leaked a while ago because he had an Instagram uh, page that he made called the Cobra Chickens based off of, you know, the Canadian Gooses. Mm. This like happened like, um, like in, in August or whatever. And he was making videos about it and everything. Uh, and on his page, it says, as seen in NHL 24. I was looking at this. I'm like, what do you mean as seen in NHL 24? The game's not even out yet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, he's probably going to get a team in the, in the game and all that stuff. Also, as a roster editor, uh, Tsuki, how do you feel about the quality of these face scans? Because <laughs> Nasher's face in 4K kind of scares me. <laughs> it's It's a good scan, but like... You know, like uh, the light skin stare, like the, it's like looking like right at you. That's what it mm-hmm. feels like. Because his 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 blue eyes were just glistening. Like you know, when you you turn the saturation a little bit too much. Nasher, you're mm-hmm. a good guy. You know, you followed me on Twitter and all that. I, I love you. But like, them them times he beaming, just fucking like got brights on. He's a CA. Uh, it's one of the better looking face scans in the game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, again, it's just, I, I don't know. Tuggy uh, twenty four on the bird app. As I will continue to explain to people why they're probably pretty dumb in regards to being like, but this is what they spend time on. Again, when it's an entirely different department, um, it's like yelling at the janitor that your food isn't cooked yet. It's like, sir, I just work here. You know? (laughs) (sighs) Where's the lie? That's the analogy I was searching for at the beginning of the show when I found it. That's perfect. That Mm. that is absolutely spot on. With that endo, we'll wind things down. Again, despite our, our good friend Sin not being here due to internet issues and then eventually due to travel, uh, which I think is next week, which is insane, uh, make sure to follow him on the Bird app at SinFTWProd and on the YouTube side of things. Sin for the Win Productions, he has uh, mass scheduled things out while he is gone, so the content will not stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. <gasps> D-Lander's streak ended. We didn't talk about this. Uh, he did not register a point in tonight's game, so the streak ends at 17. Overrated. $8 million now. Trade him. His value's at his max. Get a goalie. Make it happen. <laughs> Connor McDavid and Jack Campbell from William Nylander. Who says no? The cap. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. And then put yeah. Jack Campbell on LTIR. There yes. we go, everybody. Thank you for coming. I'm in, I'm Endurance M on all socials. Take it easy. Have a good one.
And remember, and all an old woman for a television. Yes, a color TV from the eighties. <laughs> Just one of those fucking heavy ass televisions. CRTs. Oh, oh my. Oh, you- like one of those ones you bring to a fucking melee tournament where you're playing on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know exactly which one I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. I oh had my one. god. God damn. Dude, I had one too. It was like it was bad because the audio on the actual TV itself would just cut out like after about like ten minutes. So mm-hmm. I just had no audio, and sometimes I'd have to watch shows with like subtitles. Yikes. I learned. I learned how to read pretty well. Yeah, and then I had like another one of those like projection TVs where like you just project from the inside onto the actual screen itself, and yeah, we were television. We'll see y'all next week, everybody. Happy holidays! Yeah, television.